Welcome to the Jungle Brothers podcast. This is episode 53. You're here with Jungle Brother Paul Photophilly, that's me, and Tiora Ward. Hello. Slight pause there, T. Joe is not here with us today. Um, just T and I, the, the two most important JBs, the ones that you really oh want to gosh. hear. He's off in Sri Lanka on a, a retreat that he's running in a bit of a holiday. Um, so he's getting some R&R when he gets back. We'll get him... Full of energy. Yeah, full of energy. Pumped. Pumped. Ready to conquer the world. Yes. Um, Limber. What have we got in the gym at the moment? We have... Meditated. A few things. We have the mezzanine, which has been built since last year. The BJJ program has well and truly kicked off. We've got BJJ in here six days a week. The numbers are growing and the energy is growing also. The mezzanine mats arrived Yesterday, very ex- exciting. Sorry, the wall mats, Walmats, I should Walmats. say. Walmats, which were, they were stuck in quarantine. They had corona. Well, they didn't have corona, but they may have. It was just a bit of a mess, I think, at, at customs and quarantine. So it was a bit they're late. Not letting everything in. They're here now. They're going up. Corona um, free. Corona free. Sprayed them. And, uh, and that's going to be amazing up there. It's going to open up the possibilities there for the, the sparring, as uh, well, we've got know, the striking, as well as the, the grappling. And we have to get our, um, all the logos put on the, the wall. Correct. Wall mats that's right. Well, so it took a little bit longer for that too. Yes. The lights have gone up. Lights have gone up. And then it's just like final touches now. Yeah, it's nice. So um, come on down if you're interested uh, with any of the things that we do here. Um, reach out to us at junglebrothers.com. We've got our Instagram, we've got our Facebook, etc. Um, outside of that... Some good coaching going on there now. We've got two brown belts and a black Correct. belt to take all of our classes. Correct. Yes. Pretty impressive. I know good I need... Good lineage. To, yes. Yeah, I need to get my schedule shifted so I can attend more of those. Um, Full evening getting, schedule. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few promotions lately. Mm. Um, the other thing worth mentioning uh, was the mental health. We, we, we're running a mental health... We're hosting, rather, a mental health response first aid course here. Um, our guy, Clint Hill, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago uh, and has been on the podcast before, he's part of what's called the Rise Foundation. They build uh, awareness. Shout out to Benny. Benny Higgs and the team. Uh, they're uh, raising awareness for mental health issues and they run these first aid courses. There's, there's two levels of them. Um, we got one running here uh, late March. Um, we're going to have, uh, it's capped at 20 people and the spots are filling up quick. Already got 10, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think we'll fill it, but I, I thought just to mention if there's any listeners out there it's, that were interested in something like this, reach out to us and see if there's a, a spot available. Um, you'll get a certificate of completion at the end, but uh, it's just going to basically get you across all the issues related to mental health. And it gives you some tools to recognise someone who has a growing problem and also how to respond to that. Yeah, um, or just going for a tough tough patch. A tough patch. So, you know? Yeah, so reach out and, and even if you don't get to one of those spots, then you know, we'd love to host those guys and just be a, a facility where they can run their courses here and, and people reach out to us, something like that. Get in touch. So um, outside of that, yeah, we're drinking Pandavore coffee. From Pandavore Cafe down there at Pagewood. Thank you, Tree. Thanks, Tree. Um, we are going to talk about our onboarding process, yep. uh, our screening process for, for onboarding, new meaning new members coming into the new gym. New members coming to the gym. But just before that, I thought we'd just it's review other things that are happening in the gym at the moment. Yeah, we've got a lot of new members coming in. It's quite really a few new faces. Big influx, which we're more than capable of dealing with because we actually have. 11 coaches on the floor now. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 11 or 12. We have a range of specialists and those specialists are supported by a range of generalist coaches and those coaches learn from the specialists and actually end up taking the best of all the different disciplines that are practised in the gym and they apply it to their own... Uh, well, really, it's the Jungle Brothers approach, isn't it? Yeah. The generalist, the universal approach to... To training. We suck all the good stuff out of those oh, specialists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the Borg out of Star Trek. I've said this before. <laughs> I don't, do you know what the Borg is? No. They're like a, they're, they're a, uh, like a robot uh, race. Oh. Yeah, and they just rock up this. on a planet. <laughs> and then they just send out a signal saying, we are the Borg. 
resistance is futile, prepared <laughs> to be assimilated, and they just get in there and they suck all the knowledge out of that race and then they implant them with nanobots and then they just make the Borg even stronger with their knowledge and, and all the history and that's great. Do you visualise so that? Ultimate business model. Do you visualise that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to get a poster <laughs> of the Borg up here. Yes. Captain Picard actually became a, a Borg at one stage, so we'd have to get a picture of him with his Borg suit on. You lost me already. Oh, uh, mate. <laughs> mad tricky. I love it. So we, got nice. a, we got, do have a few new coaches. Uh, Dylan Butcher joined us. Yeah, uh, Nikki. And Nikki Rubino come on through the internship. Um, we're stoked to have them. They're really good people. We have one more space left on our... I know, do we have one, one more space? I believe we do, yeah. We've got one young man coming from Ireland. Ah, yes, we do. Well, yep. Fantastic. That's cool. Our second international um, interner. Isn't it? Second? Yeah, it is. Yeah, second, it is. yeah? Yeah, second. Yeah, I think we've got... But I think we've, there's one, one more space left. So if you're interested, reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah, very cool. What else is going on in the gym? Uh, oh, I do know. I Well, I guess I just want to mention that there's just a lot of good energy. With the new faces, there's a new cycle of S&M going on that just kicked off this week. Did my microphone just drop out? Yeah, you dropped out. Can you hear me? No. Nah. How's that? Oh, it's better. Oh, yeah. Um, new S&M cycle, strength and movement. Uh, it's one of our core uh, programs, I guess, in the, in the, in the gym here. S&M. S, strength and movement. Not, um, Not that one. No, but uh, yeah, there's some new be. movements that we've played with in the past, but a lot of the new members are like, whoa, what the hell are we doing cartwheels and stuff for? A bit of rail balancing and stuff. Um, and anyway, the numbers and the energy of the people just jumping straight into that's really cool. Last night, looking at the... The, the fight classes at the moment, uh, I mean, they just keep going from strength to strength. Mm. I, I see everyone jumping in there, people who wouldn't be trying actual contact sparring and stuff like that, doing that, and everyone just just a general good uh, camaraderie in there. Yeah. Last night watching Brendan, uh, who's six foot, probably four, sparring with Noah Edwards, who's 14 years old, about five foot tall. <laughs> it was really cool just watching those guys, you know, drilling with each other and everyone mixing, girls, boys. It's just really cool at the Great. moment. Besides the bodyweight program, which, I don't know, just the, right now the energy and the attendance level uh, is really cool in the gym. And if there's gym members listening out there today, I just we're feeling it at the moment. Good work, guys. Yeah, yeah. And when the tide rises, all the boats mm. rise. It's really cool. Well, we've got a few... Uh I mean, now that the space can accommodate it, there's a few more um, uh, experienced practitioners coming into the gym. Mm. And I think with, the, with that, they bring another a level of, um, of quality to the, the partner work. Yes. They actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they clean up other people's technique and give them a bit of feedback. And you get to watch someone in front of you that, that performs well, whether it's the jits or, or you know, the kickboxing or... Um, someone doing a handstand and it's one of the best ways to actually learn how to do something better because yep. you can see it and then you mimic it, you know? Yes. And then you get some, a little bit of feedback on the back of that, so it's great. Are you talking yourself up in the, in the sparring class As right now? As me being like the experienced Yes, one? and everyone's looking towards you Oh, mate, last <laughs> night I was kicking ass, bro. Please. I felt young again. Please. I was floating on, <laughs> on clouds. I was tiptoeing. <laughs> No one could touch me, oh, bro. That was also the it was performance enhancing drugs involved. That was is that when you had the minor figures? Oh no, that was this morning. You're like, what's this coffee latte drink that we have here? Uh, <laughs> and yeah. that was this morning. Mm. But no, it's been no, good it's energy. Been, yeah, it has. And hey. I think the second level uh, and being able to see into that, uh, having a class underneath and a class up top working <clears> at the same time, and just uh, yeah, it's a very um, very exciting visual. It's great. Love it. I guess we could segue into the topic for today um, because for a new person listening or walking by the gym and looking in, all that energy is all very well and good for you and I who are already past that barrier of walking through the door. But for someone else, it it's might be... Yeah, it's definitely yeah. intimidating. Especially, Especially if I'm sparring up oh, top. Oh, shit. Fuck Come now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is. It's intimidating, you know. Uh, 
whether it's the actual movements or that people are performing that you think that you might not be able to do or could never do. Or the bass. Or it's the bass, <laughs> the sub, <laughs> the sub, the sub that we got. I don't even know how many inches oh, that monster. sub is, but it's a box and um, it could be the sub. Or it's the, the group training thing yep. and the fact that there's a lot of people in there. Being around others. Being around others isn't, you know, something that just comes easy to you. So can you tell us, uh, T, kick off the chat, how would someone uh, get in contact with us or get so started? All, yeah, well, generally we have people reach out to us of all walks of life. So some, some are already practising some form of discipline, uh, maybe some are competing, and then you've got everything from, from that to you got uh, mums that have just come out of having babies, and then we've got you know someone's mum. Uh, uh, we've got grandmums here. Yeah. Uh, all walks of life, uh, young teenagers. Uh, I think it, what they all have in common is uh, that what they see in a gym like this is a little bit more uh, long, uh, uh, like a longer-term vision. Mm. Where they're like, all right, well, I'm going to dedicate some training, and I, I want to see some kind of result over a year, two years, three years, mm. rather than we don't get a hell of a lot of people coming to us saying, I want to uh, get fit and lose weight for my, for my holiday, uh, bikini bikini diet or eight week challenge, twelve week transformations or stuff like that. Mm. Most of our leads are like, okay, I, I have a bunch of goals here. Um, maybe I haven't been able to attain them somewhere else uh, or I've seen stuff that you guys are doing and I want to try something different, a bit bored of what they're doing uh, and then once we, um, we touch base with these people, uh, the first thing we do is get them into the gym because we want them to have a little feel for the space, make sure that they, they, they've got more of an idea of what we do so they know it's for them mm-hmm. because it's not for everyone and... Um, uh, then we sit down and we have a chat. We just have a good chat and we ask them a bunch of questions and they'll um, work around, obviously, what they've come for, what their goals are, um, uh, and then a bunch of other questions that they might not have answers for on the spot, like um, you know, a simple question like, where do you see yourself on a, on a training level, mm. on a physical level, mm. in, say, five years' time? Mm. What are you doing then that you can't do now? Uh, are you still working at the same pace that you're working mm, mm, now? Mm. Are you still capable of doing what you're doing now in five years' time? And this is, a, for a lot of people, is a tricky question. The way we ask it is, what, what are you going to be celebrating in five years' time? Like, looking back now, let's say you had the perfect training routine, five days a week, you join good the nutrition, yep. everything's all right, sleep pat- patterns are good. Um, what are you celebrating? And that gets people really ticking over because they're like, all right, well, there's potential for me to be doing something in five years' time that I can't do now. Absolutely. And a lot of times people don't relate that to their exercise. They think, okay, I've got to go and do the same things over and over and over again. Yes. And the goal is lose fat and tone up, which we both know are very short-term goals. And once Legit you achieve goals. those goals, yep. then you, if you don't have anything else to work towards you tend to coast and potentially get bored or you try and do those goals again and they don't work as well. Um, so what we try to do is, is uh, introduce um, movement and uh, people's physicality into a, like a long-term relationship. So there's longevity in there. It's funny, like going back to what you said about uh we don't get a lot of people who look for the short sprint challenges for a specific event. Like we still get people who, who ask for that for sure. Ah, there's nothing wrong with a short-term yeah. goal. No, for sure. But it's true. Uh, I think a lot of people, I guess, you know, we've been around for some years now. So our, what we put out um, that people see before they call up, our social media, et cetera, they, it really qualifies them as someone who wants to do that, but they want to do it in a different way or in a different environment. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't get that many. We get a lot of people uh, who want to go, you know, have a more of a long-term journey. And I, I think of it sitting here about, like, the same as, like, uh, you know, when you want to, when people join a karate dojo or something like that. They're yeah. looking to progress through belts and skill level over, over years. 
or say you want to start learning German or something like that. You're yeah. going in and you know it's a long process. Piano. And something like that. And I feel like when I think of conventional Globo gyms, it's not like a dojo in that sense. No. You're going in there for something that's not as wholesome. There's definitely not as much skill focus. It's like, yeah, I want to lose weight. And it's very goal-oriented without, you know, the process stuff like we spoke with uh, Luke last week about mm. um, goal versus process-oriented orientated training. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's it's almost like, yeah, people come in here now um, and it's great uh, for that sort of yeah, that journey, that longer term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think I, I believe that's a, a really good thing, you know, based on, you know, what I believe and what I've done and how I've seen people stay engaged in our gym and become long-term members. Yeah. You know, because... Because they're getting results. You know, so-and-so down there, yeah. she, she lost all that weight a long last time ago, but she's yes. still here. Yeah. Um, and, and what's bringing her in every yeah, day. And so. she, you know, it's, so it's, it's long term goals that, that keep bringing you in. Mm. The, the mobility goals and the complexity goals and even just shifting heavier weight goals, like without mm. hurting, you yeah. know, with no pain associated with it. So it's definitely, yeah, I think it's a sustainable and noble type of goal, you know. Yeah. But I think over time that just turns into play. It and does. you just enjoy the training for That's what it exactly is. That's exactly right. And there's no – you don't need motivational quotes to get up in the morning and, uh, you know, watch your favourite Insta people blending shakes and shit like that. Uh, you, <laughs> you just enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think uh, a lot of the times that can – actually, I was listening to something on the radio about um, some new kind of – it was not new. We've been aware of it for a long time. People suffering from like a m- mental – um, mental illness that's uh, that's caused by being so obsessed with exercise and gym and shape and body and all of that kind of stuff and nutrition mm. and um, it's directly relative to them posting pictures themselves on on Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and there's actually sure. a name for it now. With the whole the whole thing combined. Yes. You've got big morphia and then you've got anorexia, stuff like that that comes also from I- image issues. I don't know enough about to talk about it uh, yep. confidently, but uh, I was listening to psychologists talk about uh, this new kind of form of, of, of illness mm. in a way or um, do, do, uh, regression in mental health mm. that's directly relative to being healthy, mm. which is fucked up when you think about it. Mm. Something's going seriously wrong there. Mm. It should never get to that stage, you know. Yeah, you know, but it's it's tough to navigate these days because yeah. the game's kind of rigged against young folk or yeah. vulnerable folk who are on Instagram. These are these are role models, and yeah. they're they're suffering inside, and you're looking at that as a as a as a, a as a place to go, you know, mm. like mm. that's your they're your beacons and your walking into a trap you mm. know without even realizing it yeah yeah it's also tough for us you know i had a recent conversation i spoke to you about with a a friend um who works in marketing and stuff like that and you know we were just reviewing our own marketing and it's it's difficult because i said it's it's hard for the uh the consumer or or the the potential uh, we can get categorized in that. Yeah, we could as well, you know. So it's hard easy. for them to, to, you know, when they're vulnerable to see things and, and not feel a certain way. Differentiate and the difference the between us and that. Yeah, that kind you of, know, yeah. Kind of fitness. Or well, you've got all the the market play yeah. that's going on, and and one one particular health facility is trying to look cooler and represent themselves like, you know, they 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 get results, and then you know you get in this competition of. Who, you know, fitness models in your Instagram and mm. your in your gym, you know, or you choose the the best, most advanced athletes, and and that's a little bit wrong too. And we're always fighting to try and truly represent what happens here and appeal to to everyone. So it's yeah. kind of a balance between, you know, showing people that all levels are welcome and do train here, and you don't have to have, you know, years of experience to walk through our doors, uh, and also provide some aspirational stuff as well and show some some people doing some cool stuff so i don't know yeah it's a, it's a hard hard little thing to get right 
Um, yes, I hear. So we'll move into our, our foundation workshop. We've got, uh, once we get a member through the door, we, have, we sit down, we have a chat with them. Yep. And then uh, if they want to uh, proceed with us and join our gym, then uh, we move into what we call foundation workshop. And this is three one-to-one uh, sessions. That, and they're literally uh, one-to-one coaching. Um, sometimes people are like, oh, why can't I just get straight on the floor? But there's, there's a reason for it. And the first, um, the first reason is we want people to be on the floor and be safe first and foremost. So we have a very low injury rate in comparison to other gyms. And the reason why is because we bring a big focus on to um, where people are already injured and also their um, potential red flags of that, that something, uh, finding something that might be uh, the case of an injury before it actually happens. Mm. So, oi. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, the first session will be a screening process. Yeah. Um, take us through the, like, the process. So, after that, we've got, um, we got, uh, we got our screen, uh, which is uh, the way we, we take somebody, we run them through a, a, a screen that analyzes where they're tight and where they're weak. Yeah, that's what we're looking for anyway, tightness and weakness. So if you're, uh, and we test literally every joint in the body, from ankles to your knuckles, wrists, uh, spine, knees, hips, the whole bit. And all we're looking for are uh, differences between left and right, front to back, um, top to bottom, that kind of stuff. So let's say you had a previous uh, ankle injury in uh, high school and you never quite rehabilitated it and that ankle's showing a limited amount of range compared to the other. Uh, that ankle can move through a greater range of motion or less range of motion or whatever's happened to that ankle uh, in comparison to its counterpart and now we have a, a difference. And these differences in the body, whether it's hips, ankles, shoulders, scaps, can create um, uh, problems with somebody's uh, mechanics the way that they execute movement pattern. So if we can um, get onto those early, find out what they are uh, and bring them to uh, that person's attention, then it means their chances for injury just from recognising the problem in the first place start to drop. Yeah. Do you also screen movement patterns, like uh, you know, all of those joints integrated into... Yeah, and we, sc we screen whole patterns. We, we screen the, the joints separately and then we have a look at... Um, uh, some basic compound patterns as well. And um, this is all in the first session. Um, and on the back of what you find, what do you do with that information? Uh, so I'm, I'm interviewing you now. Well, the, the, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the test is designed to, to find imbalance. And yep. Once we've found it, if we find it, then the idea is to, to act on, on the results. Yeah. Uh, I used to many moons ago when I was working at Fitness First and they tried to reinvent their whole, their whole system. Mm. Um, this is when they were losing a shitload of money and uh, they brought in some fancy marketing team to restructure the whole, the whole, the whole like every Fitness First across the globe. Yep. Um, they spent millions on speaking to members, speaking to people in the public, speaking to, um, to other marketing uh, managers and uh, sales and everything else. One thing they didn't speak to or one group of people they didn't speak to were their, their personal trainers, mm. which are the people that are on the floor every day having direct contact with their members and obviously at the forefront of exercise because that's what they do mm -hmm. and that's what their interests are. They didn't ask them anything. Incredible. I was one of them at the time when I asked them why they bothered spending so much money on trying to find out what was wrong with their, with their business and failed to ask their staff uh, which uh, was a bit mind-boggling at the time. But anyway, they implemented a screening test for every member that came through the gym. And then they taught us this test and it was designed by some fucking, I don't know, some fancy um, uh, Pilates Physician. slash, yeah, chiro, physio, whatever. 
Um, uh, she's, was it? Was it? Yeah, it was one of them. Was it big? Was it a long one? It was a big one. It was a long one. It had a whole bunch of different move patterns with a viper and then a bar pattern and then uh, some uh, skill testing work and then even some energy system tests and the whole bit. And then we ran through it and it was really concise and you got scores out of everything. And then I said to them, okay, so once this <laughs> test is finished, what then? Like, what do we do with the results of that test? Mm. And no one had an answer. Mm-hmm. There was actually no action to be taken off the back of that. And they were like, well, you know, that's up to you as a trainer. I'm like, that's, if it was up to me as a trainer, I wouldn't run this test. Because if someone's coming to me and they want to build a bigger chest, which is what most people in fitness first want to do, I'm not going to get them on a fucking rower and test how quickly they can do, you know, a fucking 2,000 metre row or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. when, you make, when you test for something, then the idea is to take action on that test. It's like taking a car to the mechanic. They work on uh, wheel alignment. Uh, sorry, they tell you wheels are uh, misaligned. Maybe chassis is a bit bent or whatever. And then they just push you on your way. <laughs> then they cry, and then they're like, oh my god. Yeah, well, here. that's right. That's what. The, 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 now get, get out there get and out race here. your car in a racetrack. But at least you know yeah. that your brakes are faulty. <laughs> yeah. But you know now. Yeah. No, okay. So, what we do is we, we, we provide our members with a bunch of prehabilitative work that they do before class. Uh, not all of them do it. The ones that don't do it end up getting punished for it further down the track. Even when we keep trying to, well, you lead a horse to water, yeah. Uh, but majority of our members do, and the ones that do, it pays off for them. So what we do is give them a bunch of exercises that they can do off the back of that that are directly relative to the imbalances that they have in their body. So uh, those uh, patterns need to be applied to the the, um, the imbalance at hand, mm. and they don't do them equally on both sides. They mm. give the side that's, that's underperforming more attention because mm. what we want to do is shrink the distance between this imbalance, we don't want the imbalance to say, stay the same and for both sides to be progressing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very important to um, make sure that they're firstly aware of these issues. The other thing is if, you, if you're targeting areas that are excessively tight before you train and the tissue's fibrotic and dehydrated, then by targeting that area before you start to train, you're hydrating it, you're pushing blood into it, you're getting, giving it more uh, of an elastic um, property. property and then um, anything that's weak then you're stimulating it getting the nervous system in that area to get active before you start training so again even that short term process uh, can mitigate your chances of injury but over the long term we want to get the areas that have been weakened over time or re- injured over time to not just get back to their original strength because it obviously wasn't strong enough in the first place for a lot of these, these issues we want to get it stronger than it was before. Uh, and that's, uh, that's the, the, that takes a, an hour. So we yeah. probably spend about <coughs> half an hour to 40 minutes on testing. Uh, we also test their strength tests, mobility tests, few coordinated tests, but the ones that are coordination-based are just looking at the way we stabilise before we mobilise, mm. how, we how we're stabilising uh, through our... We do like a quadrupedal ga- a gait pattern... And then um, off the back of that, a whole bunch of uh, pre-ab exercises. I, I would say um, I really like uh, the, the screens that we have. Um, I would say some of them as well are really cool because they... Like over the years, we've made it tighter and tighter and try to make it as relevant and directly... Yeah, directly relevant to what we do specifically here. And I like some of the tests because some of the tests, like you could say the positions have already been measured in, a, in another portion of the test earlier in an isolated fashion, but uh, they relate also to the movements that we do in here. Like That's right. Say the toe touch, for instance, you know, uh, and that, that helps us, you know, with moving into the body weight program, whereas you could say that maybe we already measured that in another, another leg raise test or something like that, you know. Um, it works really well. Uh, I should also mention in the hour uh, before all of the screening is done, um, there's the initial questionnaire. And the questionnaire is getting to know you, um, your movement history, whether there is a, something yeah, you did, you know, if you're a lot older, was, what did you do when you were back at school? Because there are definitely factors. Um, 
your injuries, your past injuries, um, anything like that. Uh, we go through your basic nutrition and your perception of your own flexibility or your strength, etc. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, I think the last section is just about your goals and why you're there. And then it moves into the screen. And I feel like that first session is such a winner, that one. Um, and it really comes down also to um, the coaching skills. Because, you know, the system is only kind of as good as the coach who can interpret it. Yeah. And I haven't been doing a lot of screens lately. Um, but uh, with Joel Way, I've done a couple of screens. And I really enjoy, you know, meeting new people and going through that first get-to-know-you phase. It's really cool. Yeah. And um, I guess I'm not trying to blow blow my own skirt up. But <laughs> it, it was just really cool to interpret it and, and, and you know, put the pieces together. And yeah, then you when you... Like a blueprint... Yeah, and then when you come out, when you start doing the screen, like things really start to add up. You know, you know that they've had this sporting history, so they're kind of athletic, you know, and you know that that these are their goals here. And then it matches up with screen and what comes out in the corrective exercises uh, at the end and how you prescribe them to them. Um, I just think there's something there that can, that comes down to the, the coaches as well and how how well they they put all the pieces of the puzzle together and, and prescribe that to that particular individual. Yeah. And it is a it is a puzzle. Yeah. I had a, a really interesting screen actually a couple of weeks ago. I had a uh, a woman come in that's just had a bubby. Uh, well it's two years old now, but she had some time off training. Uh, she has uh, well her spine has a really um, uh, a really strong curve in the lower back. So it moves into like a lordosis mm-hmm. and um, she's had it since she was born and um, after she had the baby she went she, I think she had a sore back and she went to physio and then went through the whole process of seeing specialists and each one that she approached said the same thing they said look you can't lift, like lift heavy loads or do any kind of high intensity movements with your body so just stay away from that kind of stuff, which I found when she told me that. And I was like, okay, well, what, what's your training history? Because she came back with the perfect screen. And this is where when you're – this is the difference between screening movement and screening a static posture. So her body, if you look at it and if you have her just standing there and, and you look at the height of the shoulders and the shape of the spine and everything like that, everything looks slightly out. But then when you watch her perform, uh, all of her technique was almost perfect. Mm. Uh, very strong, great range of motion. Uh, she was actually an ex-gymnast. So she was competing at a national level. And we're talking like, you know, tumbling, uh, bar work, some crazy stuff. Like this, the phenomenal athletes, even at, the, at, the, at, the, um, at a state level, let alone national level. And uh, her body had found a way over time of finding balance uh, with maybe not the most perfect mechanical structure or bone structure. So certain areas had thicker, stronger muscle than others and other areas were longer. Mm. It wasn't that symmetrical shape that you'd get, uh, that you're looking for or you're trying to attain uh, from a standard screen but her body had found balance its own way. And she'd gotten to a, a very high level of athleticism. Then all of a sudden she has a baby, uh, she gets a postural screen and that practitioner tells her that she's not capable of doing anything physical at a, at, at, even at a, at, a, at a moderate or low level, um, which was just like, I was quite shocked actually when she told me that. Um, and then we talked about what she was actually capable of doing as an athlete. And then we tested her and what she was capable of doing at the screen and now watching her perform in the gym. And I said, you know what? It's, it's up to you how you interpret the knowledge that you get. But as far as I'm concerned, you're more capable than the majority of the people in this, in this gym. And we have a lot of capable humans here, potentially. And just because you have a baby doesn't mean that all of a sudden you become an invalid because you have a curve in your spine that you've had since birth and you were performing on a higher level at that, uh, at that younger age. It was very So every single screen that you run, that backstory mm. and history is, is mm. so important. So important. And then it? to see people move 
is so important in comparison to just looking at someone standing there, and uh, which is what you get in your standard uh, cert four, where yep. you do a postural analysis, and all you're looking at is a static picture. Mm, mm. It's like looking at a picture of a of a um, of a like a, a boxing fight, mm. and analyzing posture of those boxes and <laughs> and where the hands are holding but never actually seeing them throw them down fight and it's like well you can't you can't get an idea of what what that active action uh, that, that activity actually is from a photo you've got to see it in action you know it's interesting because the i guess because there's clues in there in the posture for sh- in the posture for sure totally yeah and for a lot of young personal trainers you know it's a starting point for them um, it, it just made me think of and what... there's nothing wrong with no. like a static postural analysis. Yeah, But it yeah. must be... And look, Jared, our uh, ART specialist does it. Funny does one as well. Um, and she's a stretch therapist. But they also get yes. in there and mechanic... They're moving the body with, Yeah, with well, that's what she said last week. With them. Which is, fun, is kind of what you were saying. It reminded me she was saying uh, that she just... She can tell. She, she looks uh, and when you have someone moving, like she can draw a lot from it. And I guess that comes from, yeah, years of experience, years of her own personal training and exposing herself to different modalities of training as well. She's something that, like you said, you're like something's not quite right or, or also something is right. Like she looks completely controlled yeah. through the pelvis. There's absolute confidence with her putting weight over her wrist in that kind yeah. of position. Like... There's, there's, a, there's a, I guess it comes with experience as well, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And, and yeah, uh, I think at the screen we have the framework, um, but I would say you do similar. You often will move off the framework as well, depending on the individual. On the individual, yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. And some areas you need to look a bit deep, delve a yeah, little deeper right. into, and others yeah. you're like, okay, you've got a clean bullet, bullet health. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they just need to be in a position where they're balanced enough to get into a class class uh, a, a class um, environment and um, they're aware of their, yes. their weak weak spots and imbalances and they've got a few tools yes to get started on those yeah that's right should uh, we yeah go ahead yeah no that's, that's about right. right well maybe we go um, on to session 2 of 3 in your foundation program, tell us what you do there. So we got a we got our introduction to the body weight system, mm. and that uh, runs on uh, a mastery system where we're just looking at um, rather than increasing weight, we increase. Um, and we've talked about this before on previous podcasts. Yeah, in, uh, an increase an increase in um, movement complexity and uh, intensity of those patterns. Um, but the main thing that we try to get over in this hour and we, usually, we do is just uh, firstly we, we explain why everyone starts at the beginning uh, and that is because our roots program is designed to sniff out any, any weaknesses again in the way people move. So it's one thing testing without load but then once we put a little bit of load into that it's going to expose more. Add a little volume. Yeah, a little bit of volume. And that's going to expose even more weakness mm-hmm. again, and then we clean all that. So it's basically the first five or six progressions in our body weight system is just designed to get our fixators and our uh, and our stabilizers stronger and more incorporated into their patterns um, to prime the body into utilizing more fibers, so recruiting more fibers for our particular movement patterns where. Uh, let's say for a lot of the first progressions, you don't have to to execute a, a relatively good pattern, but getting people into the habit in using certain parts of their body a certain way, like your glutes for stabilizers, for instance, which a lot of people aren't used to doing, um, uh, moving their scapula full, through full range of motion, which again, most people aren't used to doing. Um, firstly, make sure that we, they get an idea of expectations when it comes to the quality that we want people to 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 show us through these patterns and this continues throughout the program so we want a high level of movement quality and then the second is to first to understand full range of motion and then build strength through full range of motion uh, and then prime st- uh, prime stabilizers 
Spot on. Yeah, there's a few extra things that they learn in that hour as well. There's the how language. to work with the how, yeah language absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's your body awareness and, you know, the names of some of the parts of your body and whatnot. And then it's um, learning. I mean, we, what you're talking about is uh, we're teaching them how to move well uh, in some fundamental patterns that we have in the program. Um, and then being able to recognise, be able to see someone doing them and then spot a partner as well. Can you That's tell right, us a little yeah. bit about that? I know you're passionate about that. Well, we use a lot of attack, talk, tactile feedback, which scares people sometimes, and that's just getting finger and poking. Or a bent or pushing finger. And pushing, yeah, or, or a fist. fist yeah, or a back and of just hand. pushing it into certain areas that might be underperforming. But also bringing awareness to where people, they might have picked up a bunch of bad habits from you know, previous training uh, uh, journeys. And to undo those habits, just to firstly make them aware of it. So when they do train, because the, all the body weight classes are, uh, I work with in a partner system, they can allow, let their partner know the areas that, that are underperforming for them. The body has a really good, good way of hiding poor uh, motor mechanics where you feel like you're in a position and you're actually not. And it's not until somebody can come up and correct you, which is what the coaches do. Uh, or your partner spots it and they might just kind of push into a certain muscle with their finger. Uh, they don't do any, any manipulation or, correct or corrective work. That's all up to the coach. Um, but, they, uh, but they keep each other accountable and mm. police each other's technique. And I think uh, when you're doing that to somebody else, then when it, your set comes around, then you're a lot, mu a lot more aware of expressing the same level of quality when you do your set too. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a standard setup and an introduction to the system. And then our last one is an introduction to the barbell and kettlebell, uh, which most people have already had a play with. But again... But not everyone. Not everyone, yeah. but again, it's a screen. So we're looking at the way someone squats, how we can make that pattern uh, better, how they deadlift how they overhead press. They're all compound exercises that most people have had some kind of experience with. I don't know about most people. Say a lot most of people. people. Most people 50, have 50. done a pump class or done a bit of fitness okay, thirsting. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, they've done it, but I guess they, haven't done, I, not they don't have experience. Done well. you know, yeah, that's no. what I guess that's right. Yeah. So some it is cleaning form mm, with those mm, ones. Mm. And to be honest, sometimes that's a harder session because people hold on to bad habits and... Undoing a bad habit is much harder. Is much harder than um, than teaching something someone to someone from scratch. Because those patterns are like ingrained. So uh, we spend quite a bit of time on some individuals, and others uh, rip through it because they've already been working in the, that area before. But uh, yeah, the, again, the main thing with the barbell is that it's uh, once I hit the floor, it's safe. The technique doesn't have to be perfect because uh, once again, that's an endeavour that you can last your lifetime. You look at Olympic lifters and power lifters and all that kind of stuff, but it just has to be safe. And then the next, however many years they're going to be training, the they're refining, yeah, that's right. you know, they're correcting, they're getting feedback from other coaches. And each coach has a certain way of, um, uh, a certain way of uh, communicating and some com uh, communicators resonate with individuals better than others. And you take information from each um, and then you apply it to your own practice and that's, that's kind of how it works. Um, it's like the Borgs. Yeah. You can be a Borg inside our gym. Just suck all the knowledge over yeah. coaches. And that, that's... that's uh, Go train in your home gym. <laughs> do the foundation and never, never come back again. <laughs> but uh, the idea there is that once we've finished all the, your foundation then we have uh, coaches development every Thursday... And then we have our new member bio and we talk about you. So we talk about when you like to train, what your training history is, injuries, previous injuries, uh, correctives that you're working on, uh, what to watch out for, um, what you shouldn't be doing in class, what you can be doing instead of, and then um, yeah, all the background knowledge that they can get. So when they meet you, or if it's one of the, and, and if sooner or later you're going to come into contact with one of these, uh, probably all of these coaches uh, after a certain amount of time, they, they already know about you. 
Absolutely. know how to look after you, uh, you're safe in class, and you also have the knowledge necessary to not feel intimidated about the language that we're using and not feeling lost in class, and you can just hit the, hit the ground running. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I guess uh, going all the way back to when you said, uh, you know, people come in and be like, why do I need to do, you know, the screen kind of just goes straight into class. Can I avoid the foundation program? And, um, yeah, like, remember... Short answer uh, is uh, no. The short answer is no. <laughs> um, but remember a very, very long time ago, we didn't have one at all. Um, and... You know, we, we just started the gym and it was like, you know, we were doing whatever we could trying to figure out how to do this thing called small business, etc. And building a community. But, um, you know, we quickly noticed that, uh, you know, obviously... It's a mess. It was, it was a bit of a mess, <laughs> you know. And at the end of the day, it is group training and our, our methods, there's things in the class that you can be better prepared for before getting thrown in. Um, and I guess what we found was that it was definitely a, a responsibility of ours to send people through we used to have like the the the, the shortened foundation program yeah we always had point. Some, we always had some, something, something but it, it wasn't as thorough no, and we just found that more and more concise over time that's right so one two things is the uh, responsibility to the individual uh, to keep them safe secondly was the give them the best chance to thrive because we also had people coming through um, yeah, it's just there's a fair bit of information and if you're completely new to it, then it's harder to get paddling, um, you know, when, you, when you're trying to take on so much information at the beginning. So a lot of it is uh, learning the things that are, you know, to do with training and then also learning our method at the same time. So we're prepping you so when you get in the class, you're, you're like, okay, oh, well, I went through this with Tiora and I can get into it and kind of somewhat understand where this is all leading towards. Yeah, that's right. You're not flying blind. Correct. And I think uh, it's grown over time because of necessity. We've seen we're constantly reviewing our systems and, um, you know, we run a, a certain system, review it, uh, see what comes of it. And I just think over time it's, just had, it, it's, it's evolved. It's mm. had to get more and more concise and more detailed because mm. the the programming and and what we teach in here is also evolving as well so the screen needs to needed to evolve with it so true yeah so it went from you know one small i think it was like a half hour or an hour small group Mm. to three one-to-one sessions which sounds a bit extravagant but once you do it you realize that all of the stuff that we go over is is, it's necessary especially when once you hit the floor uh, occasionally we'll do group sessions, group foundation programs. Yeah, when there's, when there's a group of people that want to do it together um, or we get like a really big influx and we get a couple of coaches in doing that at the same time and we just kind of, we don't necessarily um, drop the quality, we just, we just add more staff yep. to the process and we do that with, with everything in the gym. We don't want to scare people off. And if someone feels more comfortable, you know, doing something like that with another, then that's fine too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We get like the the couples that come in, you know, and they don't want to do in, they want to do it together or yeah. the brother sister combo and that sort of thing. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess that's like with any gym, it's, there's a bit of flexibility in there to try and make it work for the individuals. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and after that, we will uh, sit down with uh, that individual and, and revisit their goals. Uh, and then because we have diversity in our class structure, we talk about uh, a strategy coming into training. And if you're f- new to training, the strategy is going to be very different in comparison to somebody who's training up for something specific, which is going to be very different to someone who's working for themselves or time poor which again is going to be different to someone who just wants to get better at jiu-jitsu. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea with, with uh, having, helping somebody block out their training week uh, is to firstly make sure it's uh, achievable. So you're not saying, yeah, I'm going to train six days a week and you've only got you know, a couple of hours a day uh, mm. or a week free to train mm. at that stage. Mm. Um, 
uh, what we want to make sure is that firstly the the easy goals to hit for some people is just getting through the front door whenever you can on those days or whatever class it is and for others it's like you need to stay away from these classes for the first couple of months until you get stronger in these areas and then start to integrate those classes into your, and this might be like you know spending more time in body weight and less time or or staying away from jiu-jitsu for a month or two till you build a nice strong base mm-hmm. and then for others it's like a uh you know they want they're, they're just re- they really love to lift um so we obviously allow them to celebrate their strengths but acknowledge the weaknesses so maybe they've they struggle with a certain range of motion or and then we we promote them to do more stretch class or more bodyweight class to accessorize their primary primary classes which is the, the lifting every single person is an individual i guess is is the case like there's no one formula it's really finding out what that individual needs yeah. before they jump into the group yeah and i think mm. a lot of people just like you know i'm just gonna come in and turn up and whatever class is running I'm just gonna do it yeah and that's the majority of the people in the gym they're yep. just like yep. oh, i just love you know having that choice and but people are busy as well. Yeah. So it's like they just have a time to come in. Maybe they're on shift work. They just walk in and, yeah, it's a surprise to them. Yeah. That sounds like uh, how it would be for me if I was a gym totally. member. I love yeah. it when they come in like, what class is this? It's like, bang. Oh, okay. I'm grappling. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> and the gym is open all day anyway. So even if there's something specific that someone wants to work on, they'll approach one of one of our coaches that they mm. gel with or someone's a specialist in certain areas. And they can build them programming yep. that accommodates their class training um, and works to, in conjunction with it. And then, again, that gets put into their their approach and their strategy towards towards their, their class formats. Yeah, I guess it's it's definitely worth mentioning as well uh, that at the end of your foundation program, that's usually the time where it's like you decide whether you want to join the gym or not. Um, you also have the options of, of personal training and stuff like that as well. And a lot of people who are just coming back or new to training or whatever might still not feel that confident to jump in. And they, you know, it's all on the table for them, whether they want to do a little bit of personal training for four weeks or for whatever it is until they build a certain base slash confidence to join the group. Or it's, uh, I'll, I'll join the gym, but I would like to maintain one PT with you, check in to continue you know, whatever I find in class or whatever specific they need to work on, say their correctives, can you work with me on a, on a once-a-week basis to get that to level up um, while I'm testing out the classes and stuff like that. So there's all those uh, those two. And we might – we absolutely recommend that for some people as well. Yeah. yeah. The, I, and I think well, a lot of people get through the screen and they know. And they know that you, you – yeah, yeah. You get through the screen, and it's not that the screen's tough, but if it if it exposes a lot of poor mechanics, uh, you know, just all over, and there's certain things in there that struggle that you struggle with that you you shouldn't be struggling with, real simple stuff. Then um, it's a it's a big eye opener for some people. They're like, oh, you know what? If I'm struggling to get through something that should be very minor and easy. Mm. Um, I definitely need uh, a softer approach and a bit more of a, a of a ramp to get into classes. And mm. for and I think it's very important they go through that process because in any other scenario you get chucked straight on the floor and you find out the hard way and you get punished for it because at the time the body's very good at just going right. You in the moment I'm going to pump you full of adrenaline. You're not going to feel a thing. You're just going to try and keep up with the person next to you mm. who's been training for bloody 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you go home and all of a sudden you're in a whole lot of hurt in all the wrong areas. So to avoid, avoid that situation as well. I must say, having done a few screens this week, I really love the process. I think it's so cool. Because, I mean, I'm, I've always been a people person. I love meeting new people and whatnot. And it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, we get to uh, deliver our product that we've been working very hard for over many years so it's really cool and something that's close to our heart and you have someone here who is in need and you know we feel like we have the solution or we can offer them help here and then you get to sit back and and you know get to know that person and i love that whole process 
plus it's so interesting for me to to see how um see how people turn out and i find like it's it never ceases to surprise me um you know what we get out of a screen you know because yeah. people are just they're just different and i love that like you have that person that you're talking about might, might screen really uh low you know there's a, a bunch of weaknesses etc but that person has this personality that is really jovial and they're like oh okay oh that sucks but i'm so keen to get in the class and then you have the other people who would send them in the opposite direction yeah and then you have the people who screen really well but they have a uh, you know a certain lack of confidence in mm. the whole process and it's just uh it's cool and i like to yeah to identify those bits and pieces and you know try to arm them with not just the exercises but like how to approach you know starting you know what I mean? Because mm. everyone's a little, it's a little different. If I just gave them the exercises and went off the paper, um, yeah, I'm not giving them the best chance to thrive. No. And I just find that a really cool little thing to do. I think it's also important being like the owner of a gym to know your members. You know what I mean? Like yeah. meet them. Because mm. I think for a lot of spaces when they start to get to a certain size the, the owner wants to step away from being on that on the front line and and meeting these people and and work on growing the business and not in the business and all the bullshit that is fucking ads feed you every fucking week but um these are you know the old internet online online make a billion uh kind of kind of crap but at the end of the day you got, you got to remember why you became a coach in the first place and all right well we're all about about that physical contact and just having relationships with people that are putting food on your table is really important, you know. So understanding your members, getting to know them and then most importantly, knowing how they move and how they, how they work, knowing what their barriers are and being familiar with all of that so you can help them achieve their goals is paramount because at the end of the day, that's what they're here for. They've come for results. And if you can't give them that, then they're going to end up going somewhere else, no matter how cool the environment is and how many friends they have there. If they stop making progress, then people are going to go, go elsewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's it. Like in, in, in summary, um, we have a foundation program. It consists of three one-on-one 60-minute sessions with one of the head coaches here. Um, we screen you, we check out your history, we get to know you, we give you some corrective exercises off the back of that first session and what we find in the screen. Uh, session two, we introduce it to the bodyweight program and all things involved there, body awareness, some language, how it works. Session three, uh, shifting external objects, uh, mainly the barbell and kettlebells and from there you basically get all the principles that you can carry to lift odd objects as well yeah um and that's kind of that's kind of it right yeah and then strategy on how you're going to space out your week and Mm -hmm. utilize the classes that uh uh, the best way you can and then uh and then we follow follow up so coaches development yeah yeah. Mm. coaches development and then um obviously plenty of feedback along that time so uh chatting on the floor uh, phone calls, ring them up, see how they're going, all that kind of jazz. So they're in the one to six week column yeah. on the retention board. Yeah. So there's plenty of support the whole way through. Very cool. Until you're flying. That's it, really. Yeah. And reach out. Yeah, if it's something you're interested in and you're finding that uh, stepping foot into a gym feels a little bit intimidating for you, then come and... Uh, Come and have a chat with us. We can help you with that. And if you're really, really, it sounds intriguing, but you're thinking, oh, it's not the right time to become a member. Or I don't know about the commitment. Just do the foundation program. It's like, just treat it as like a workshop thing. Yeah. Because yeah. you learn quite a bit in that. And there's no uh, obligation to sign up no, as a member. That's we correct. actually prefer it if you do the foundation first. So that way you know for sure you're in the right place. That, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, it and gives you a chance to try us out. You can decide at the end to a membership. Yeah, correcto. And if you're a spy, like a Borg or something like that, you can come on in. 
learn a bit about our system and then <laughs> you can go too because the knowledge is there to share. That's it. Yeah, well, we've just taken it from someone else, haven't we? At the end of the day. What works. It's all about sharing. Yeah. Correcto. Yeah. Um, shall we wrap it up there then? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, any final mentions? Uh, I mentioned the Mez and our wall mats arriving. They're going to go up. Uh, the BJJ is six days a week here and that's kicking off and the energy is growing there as well as it is in all of our uh, programs at the moment. Um, we also had the mental health response first aid course coming up. If you're interested, just get in contact. We had a couple well. of members get some stripes, yeah? We had a couple of members get some stripes off the top of my head. Obviously, we got Nate who got his brown belt. Shout out. Uh, there was Lucy. Lucy got a Lucy stripe. Lucy got a stripe. Um, that's all I can remember off the top of my three was, kids. Was Beck, Dad Beck, brain. Beck got a stripe? True. Beck got a stripe? Probably. Yeah. She deserves it. Yeah. She's been grinding away there. She comes in, mother of twins. Killing Savage. It. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, thanks again to Tree for the, the coffee. Delicious coffee there at Pandavore down at uh, Pagewood. Go check him out. And, uh, yeah, until next time, that's the Jungle Butters duo, the ones you, you really want to see, oh. signing off. Okay, bye. Bye.